Welcome to Japan According to Akio. Everything you wanted to know or didn't think you needed to know about Japan. With me, your host, Akio, living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. What's up, yo guys? Welcome to episode 33 of Japan According to Akio. Um, we had a pretty stout episode this time. I'm pretty happy with the way things went. A bit longer, a bit stronger,、uh, <laughs> leaner, meaner. You know, the first part of the episode, I went on a pretty lengthy rant about like, life in Japan,、um, you know, dealing with the, the type of people you associate with when you first get here and how it can affect you long term. Some, some of the you know, changes and stuff that I'm going through at present, and just, you know,、um, the lessons I'm learning right now in my relationships with Japanese people.、Um, I just kind of spoke on that for quite a bit of time, but I think it's stuff that might. Be helpful for somebody out there, so definitely give it a listen.、Um, after that, we got into this article with about, some, about something that's really interesting that happened in the sumo world that I think gives some insight on、um, Japanese society. I also kind of tied it into a little bit of a sensitive subject um, um, related to the earthquake several,、um, several years ago. A news story, a story that I heard. And、um, that always kind of stuck in my head. And it's somewhat, I kind of somewhat bring it back around to the sumo story and kind of connect the two. If you give it a listen, you'll kind of understand what the fuck I'm talking about. But、um, get into it, it's a lot to chew on. I'm kind of, I think I'm on top form this time. You know, I wasn't sleepy, no yawning. I'm giving it to you raw. It was all good. So give it a listen. I hope it's good stuff.、Uh, let me know what you think. And as always, Enjoy, motherfuckers. What's up, everybody? It's time for episode 32. Whoa, bring that back. Episode 33 of Japan According to Akil. Thanks for coming in, stopping on through another evening. Joint for me. I'm recording this one day earlier than I normally do.、Um, we'll see if I put it out tonight or I don't know. I have, still haven't decided. Because it's getting a little bit later. But、um, yeah, I had to work today. And,、uh, you know, another typical day. I was real sleepy for some reason, but I don't know. Like, I, I kind of was half delirious for one part of the day, but I got through it. Got the day off tomorrow. Had,、uh, if you saw my Instagram、uh, post, my late ass Instagram notification for episode 32. On IG, which is again at akil.watson on Instagram.、Um, check me out, leave something, something, I don't know. But um, yeah, um, I went to an event with the family、um, yesterday, and、uh, I was, yeah, in this place. There's this big kind of wedding hall place called Hapoen、uh, in central Tokyo. Um, I've been there before for like an old friend's wedding, like pff, over 10 years ago. I can't even remember when it was, but、um, a former co worker's wedding. But、um, went there for an event.、Uh, it was cool. It was cool.、Um, you know, it wasn't for me, it was for my wife, but you know, it was good, good times and、uh, hanging out there. I really didn't snap any pictures like inside the place because it was just like. You know, had my son, had a lot. It wasn't my event. Like, I was just trying to be on point, like the supportive kind of husband kind of role. So,、um, I wasn't going to be like, yo, let me take these selfies for IG to show people how I'm living. You know, I really wasn't on that type of time, but I just snapped one of the gate before we went in there.、Um, I probably went into the wrong exit now that I think about it because people, when we were leaving, people were coming from somewhere else. And I was like, oh, snap. Like, I don't think we were supposed to leave this way, but you know, fuck it. Like, you can just always say, I don't know. Like, no one's really going, like, be like, you can't come in here. You know, like, security's not going to come swarming at you.、Um, you know, in that type of situation over here. So, yeah, it was cool. But、um, I had a good day.、Um, yesterday, I had the day off too, which is a rarity. Like, I had, like, like, I just took that day off just because a lot was going on with that event. Had some other errands to run. Did some dope shit. And, um, 
tomorrow I got a regular day off and some other stuff to do. I'm actually going to be recording um, some radio thing for a co-worker who has a radio gig, a local radio thing here, which is going to be interesting. Um, you know, I, I'm used to doing my podcast thing, but I know I have like a lot of bad speaking habits. You know, I use um, I cuss a lot. You know, I take long pauses, I ramble and shit. So, but his thing has like a time limit on it. So I think he said like 26 minutes, a 26 minute show. So we gotta like keep it tight. So I don't know, but you know, he's he does it a lot. So let's see what the fuck happens. Um, but yeah, that so that should be interesting. Um. I got a bunch of mosquito bites. Like, it's kind of mosquito season is starting up here. Bug season is starting up here in Japan. Uh, what, from spring to summer to fall, the, the motherfuckers coming out. Like, you know, it depends on what area you're in, really. But um, definitely got to deal with mosquitoes. All Japanese people hate dealing with cockroaches. Like, you know, um, it's not like roach infestation here. Um, but, like, pretty much... Everywhere in Japan has like the big, 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 big <laughs> joints, you know, the big roaches. Um, not heavy in numbers, but you know, like you one might creep into your house every now and then. And depending on where you live, I've heard some people say it was a bunch of them, you know. Um, no place I live have ever lived has had like a bunch of them. Like, um, but every now and then, like, oh, speaking of that, I gotta, like, spray some anti-roach shit. I have some, like, natural spray, which I can spray the perimeter of the house down to, like, keep keep them out. Thank you for reminding me on this podcast. Gotta do that. Um, um, yeah, so, like, like, stuff like that, like, you know, generally keeps them out, um, from my experience, but, um. Yeah, I have heard some kind of not so fun stories of like, you know, former co-workers in their apartment is just like, you know, big giant roaches and, and centipedes and, and millipedes and, and shit like that. Um, like I said, personally, I've never experienced any shit like that. And thank goodness, knock on wood. Um, but I've heard about it, you know, in summertime, it, it happens. Rainy season again comes here. If I, you haven't heard me talk about it, I think on the first episode, I talked about the weather in Japan. Um, rainy season here is what June, July. It's a lot of rain. It's really humid. Stagnant water equals mosquitoes. Depends on what area you're in. You know um, where you're at. If there's like grass and shit, like there's a bunch of them. I just ordered a bunch of um, anti-mosquito like LED mosquito trap stuff from Alibaba. So I'm hoping that will, whenever it comes, because I don't know if you know, Alibaba takes like a almost like a month to deliver over here but you know i just will give that a shot and this year see if it kind of helps reduce our mosquito population because sometimes they come in when the door opens um especially like around summertime when they're really out there so um trying to do something about that again it's not it's not like terrible all these all these things i know i'm talking about bugs and you're like oh my gosh what the fuck but it's not like terrible um, like I said, I've never experienced anything that's like terrible. I gotta get the fuck out of here. Terrible. But, um, you know, it can every now and then get a few surprises. Like, I think I woke up this morning. I thought I was half asleep and like a mosquito got me during the middle of the night, like the right side of my body, like my um, arm and my leg were exposed like all night. And I think I guess a mosquito got into the room. So I got like a couple bites on my leg three four joints on my arm my right arm only the only part of my body that was like exposed so um i'm just happy the little bastard got me and not the rest of my family i'll take it you know i'll take the hits <laughs> so i just gotta wait on this fucking alibaba to come through um and see if this shit like makes an impact but you know whatever we'll see what happens um that's pretty much about it for me everything else is going smooth you know Work is going well, business, you know, I got a new game plan, met with my peoples, um, uh, again, another mentor, friend, older Japanese business person who's really helping me out, um, giving me some guidance, he was basically like, yo, you gotta think about this shit, you gotta do it like this, so I was like, oh, fuck, I ain't know, okay, okay, cool, so, no, I'm just, again, um, you've heard me over the past few weeks, I've been kind of in a state of flux, I'm just happy, things are going, moving forward in a direction, um, and I'm, I'm play it out as it goes. Um, 
again, just again some insight into Japan. Like this is kind of uh, what again I'm, I'm I'm in the process of doing this, but I would say like being able to um, have I, I say anywhere you go having a rep a good reputation is important. But I would say definitely in Japan. Um, it's it's even it's even more important I say than in the states because uh, everything in Japan is so small. Like even though Tokyo is like a huge city, it's really really small, and you run into people. You know, circles really mix. Um, your name can spread. Like you know, it is really you know not that hard to like run into people or or meet people who know other people and things like that. Um, and so having a good reputation is really, really important here. And if you do come here or you do live here or, you know, think about whatever, whatever the fuck you're doing, you know, related to Japan, that's something I'd like to, I'd say, um, impress upon you, if you will. The importance of having a, a good reputation here in Japan, because um, if you don't, it, you doors could be closed to you that you didn't even realize were, were open, you know, and, and those kind of things are not, um, so obvious as they are in the, in the West, I'll say in the States, just because, um, I'm, I'm starting to really learn this as well. Like just playing your position here. Like, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but playing your position and, and coming up is, I think a really, really important thing. And I'm really, Starting, you know, I'm, I'm in, I'm really in the process of, of what I'm doing, but I'm, you know, trying to appreciate that. You know, I've been stayed down, like I've been a teacher for like 14 years, and and um, just playing my position, playing my role, like you know, doing, you know, putting out that karma, that energy, and, and you know, do put put my best foot forward in my job every day because that's what I love to do, and. You know, now the times when like, okay, I need help. I need support from people. I've never been flaky with Japanese people. I've always been kind of a stand up person, a person who quote unquote kind of gets, gets it quote unquote in a way. And, um, that respect is kind of coming back with just people willing to be like, Hey, I got you. I'll, I mean, not like in the sense where like, I got you. I'll do everything for you or here's this bag, you know, go hold this down or whatever. But, just, you know, if I need, like, you know, hey, I need to meet, hey, I need to talk, like, um, I'm not sure what I should do, what do you think about this, yo, I, I'm kind of stuck in this position, like, I don't know really how to handle this meeting, people stepping up now and being like, yo, boom, I got you, whatever you need, just hit me up, you know, okay, you go ahead and do that, get this ready, when you come back, let me see it, you know, we'll go talk about it, we'll chop it up. Then when you get to this stage, boom, 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 I'm going to walk you through it. Like, you know, shit like that. Like, I mean, I've had to lay the groundwork, a lot of groundwork myself. But now I'm getting to the, I'm starting to read, like I said, the point where I need to go. And, you know, I realize I can't do it by myself. Um, the people are really stepping forward to be like, okay, you taking the lead, but we got your back, you know, kind of thing. And the the, the stuff that you need they i need them to do um that i can't do by myself like you know like coordinating between japanese people and stuff like that basically you know i'm i'm, I'm not getting all too deep into my shit you know just because like just because right i gotta have some privacy but um eh, um yeah like this you know the stuff the area that's my area is kind of forming like i'm just able to deal with that and the people, you know, the, the, what wasn't going smoothly, you know, is kind of really starting to be like, yo, don't worry, we'll hand, I'll handle it. You know, the people who who have the skills that I don't have are really stepping up, you know, to um, to really form a team around me. And that w I know for a fact that wouldn't happen if I didn't have the reputation that um, people could kind of trust, if you will, or be like, OK, you know. Akil's a good dude. He knows it. You know, he has a good heart. I can work with him. So I want to work with him. You know, and, and, and that's something you can't get off the rip over here. You know, I would say you can't just walk into a building. I've tried just walking into buildings, rooms like off the rip. Like, hey, you guys, I'm up in this motherfucker. <laughs> you know, people look at you like you crazy. So um, um, don't, you know not like biting your tongue here 
hold, you know, not getting frustrated, sometimes not speaking out of turn, not all, all those things that that in the West might seem like you playing yourself. Um, by not doing those things, you actually can play yourself in Japan. I don't know if that really makes sense. Like I tell my students this too, and I'm getting off on a tangent at the beginning, but this is good though. I think uh, a good like I was because I was trying to think like what the fuck is going to be my warm up conversation for today. Yeah, I even haven't even started the podcast really, but whatever, fuck it, let's go into it. Because um, this is a really important concept that um, took me some time to get when I first got here. Um, and when I explain it in reverse to students, you know, it's kind of interesting for them to hear it as well. The other side of it, where there's a word in J- Japanese called gaman, right? Let's talk about gaman. There's a word called gaman. Um, uh, gaman. I don't really know. <laughs> I can't. G A M A N. Again, I don't really spell this stuff in in uh, English, but I, you know, I think about it in Japanese. But if you if you wanted to translate it in, into a computer or, or whatever, it'll be G A M A N. It's a Japanese concept. Now, if you punch this motherfucker into the computer, I'll tell you what's going to probably like ninety nine percent sure what's going to come up. The word patience is going to come up. Um, and I tell Japanese people all the time because they, when they talk to me in English about gaman, they say, oh, this person's really patient. But um, here's the deal. Patience is a really uh, incomplete, and this is, the, this is how I explain it to my students. Patience is a really incomplete, in my opinion, let me say that, is a re- patience is a really incomplete uh, definition of the word gaman. And in Western culture, let me say in America, let me just be specific to what I know. Um, in America, the concept of gaman doesn't exist, really. Right? What it is is more um, not some patience is one aspect of gaman, but gaman is really like an all-encompassing thing of being able to kind of um, bite the bullet, bite your tongue, hold something in that you um, don't really um like if you will so um something undesirable or undesirable situation undesirable thought you know holding that in it can come into like patience is one gaman related to time for example and that and that's why i explain it to my students related to time gaman is true right like being able to for example if you want to go somewhere or you want to hurry up and leave like let's say you was out with your friends and you ready you ready to go <laughs> Like I'm ready to go, but everyone else is at the party or whatever having fun and you want to go, but you wait there with your friends. That's gaman, right? You want you're dealing with the unpleasantness of that situation, you know, and just like keeping it to yourself um, and not saying anything. Now, in the West, in America, the way I came up in America, like. People generally not really going to do that. You're going to tell your friends like, hey, come on, let's go or, or something like that. But, it, you know, and to actually not say anything in in America kind of would make you seem as much as kind of like a weaker person it would be perceived as a weaker person who's kind of scared or unwilling to speak up for yourself. Right. Is, is really what it's all about. But because but keep in mind that because Japan is such a group oriented society, um, that's really not true and actually speaking up for yourself and saying what you pushing your um preference is kind of seen more as a negative thing and gaman really goes spills over into a lot of different aspects of life here it's not just about time it's about you know preferences it's about you know um style of dress or the way you act or you know um, the the words you say like it's a lot of different things. It, you know, I can't really explain it in in, in succinctly uh, on here because it's just kind of a part of everyday life here. That's um again um oh fuck I, if you if I go back if you go back I, I always forget what they are. You know um the the motivators of Japanese society I believe it was um obligation embarrassment. And shame. Uh, I think there was three. Shame, obligation, embarrassment, 
and there was something else. Fuck, I always forget. I always forget. Like, <laughs> I really need to write those down. I gotta go back and listen to the previous podcast and, and write them down again. But, um, but anyway, uh, shame is a big part of, of, of why, in my opinion, why Gamon is such a big thing here. Because to give in, to, again, going into the Japanese psychology a little bit, to give in to your, um, your, if you will, quote unquote, selfish needs, you know, individual needs is kind of is 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 not a desi- desirable quality here. So going back to my original point, being able to like stay down, play your position, not really get out of pocket here around Japanese people is something that people observe, a characteristic that people observe within a person. And down the road, I'm learning this now. You are, you can be, not always, you can't look for a handout all the time, but it does pay dividends down the road in unexpected ways. Like, you know, the people um, that I'm working with now were people who were my former students. You know, all of them were my former students. And they know me from, um, you know, just working hard, being a pleasant person, being, you know, kind of getting it, like, not really, like doing anything stupid, you know, actually hanging out with them and, and being able to, like, be pleasant to be around and, and, and having good manners and, you know, not being selfish and things like that. And so when, like, now, like, especially this one person in particular who's, like, really stepping up, who's just like, yo, like, I'm going to coach you through this next stage of what you need to do, basically, you know. I mean, he's been kind of coaching me before, but I went with, like, yo, this is what I'm trying to do. And he's like, oh, I got you, basically. Like, I got you. And he's like doing big like he's established here so it's like yo take me under your wing please you know kind of thing um but the point is like i wouldn't have access to this type of person if for the past what damn near three years i had been showing you know my pedigree if you will or showing my stripes and without any expectation because we just kind of Start vibing this level from a random conversation that came up, and it was just like, "Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm doing this. Oh, you doing that? Oh, where?" And then that was like almost a year ago, and then like right now, you know, he's been like helping me out, coaching me, talking me through stuff, and like right now, it's like, "Wow, like I really need this guy's help," and he's really, really stepping up and like, "Yo, okay, I'm gonna, you know, like I'm going, you know, coach you through this kind of thing, basically, you know." So it's it's, it's crazy. Um, so, sorry, let me get some water. Let me wrap up this section, you know, this little ramble session um, by just saying that, you know, anyone who has any involvement with Japan, Japanese people, whatever, um, it is very, when you come here, it is, okay, I'll say one more thing about it too. Another thing I noticed is because um, in general with me, my pretty much my most of my time here, my involvement with Japanese people has been people older than me. I mean, I'm in. I'm always kind of like, ever since I was a kid, I've been around like old people older than me. Like I started school. Excuse me. I started school a year early. You know, um, I was born in January, so I started school a year early. Um, I never got left back, and so I, you know, I was always like one or two year younger, one or two years younger than people in my grade. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of tall. I, I, I grew kind of fast, and my my son's doing the same thing. So, um, I didn't look like I was a year earlier, a year a year younger than everyone, or two years younger than everyone. Sometimes even three years younger than my friends. You know, I didn't look like it, and I didn't act like it. So, um, I didn't. You know, I didn't even it wasn't even in my mind until sometimes like my friends would tell me their ages, and I'm like, oh fuck, like you know, um, yeah. So like, I mean, I was like, you know. 11 years old in junior high school and like in seventh grade i'm like one of the tallest kids in my class so i mean i stopped growing like after about like you know ninth grade but um elementary junior high school i was kind of one of the taller kids you know um even though i was like the youngest you know um so i've always been around the point is i've always been around people older than me and here in japan as well like i'm always been around people that are older than me and um you know just japanese people in general like i've just kind of hung around with just naturally people that have been older than me i've never been like the old dude you know the in in the group i've never been like the senior person in the group 
I don't even really think ever, like one or two times I hung out with a few younger coworkers, but that's been about it. Like, and that's just because like one time I just, they were leaving Japan, a group of like two female coworkers were leaving. I was like, all right, I'll hang out with y'all. That was the last time I went to a nightclub in Tokyo, by the way, too. Um, yeah, like a couple of years ago. And that was when I was like, okay, I'm kind of, I'm over clubbing. <laughs> like, I'm not really, I'm a little bit like Danny Glover. I'm too old for this shit. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, I felt like, yeah, the college kid at the high school party, you know. Um, but, um, but, 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 but the point is, like, you know, I've, when I came to Japan as well, I kind of, seen there was a difference between me hanging when I started hanging out with Japanese people the people who really hung out with people their age or younger and the way the 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 behavior that they learned especially in your 20s if you come here in your 20s the behavior you learn from people in their 20s or younger as like a person new to Japan is quite different than what you would learn by hanging out with older Japanese people. You know, because younger Japanese people don't really have the manners down pat yet anyway. So if you're still learning about Japanese society and they're still learning about Japanese society, you're going to pick up some bad habits from them, right? Like they're going to kind of, you know, a little bit show you stuff and tell you stuff that might be fun and entertaining to do but but it's really not going to be into your long-term benefit and also if you think about it like you know for for from from my perspective like a lot of younger japanese people are really like excited to hang out with foreign people like if they got foreign friends and, and it can be sometimes it can be a little bit of a free pass for you even subconsciously even if they don't realize it it can be a free pass for um younger Japanese people, or Japanese people in general, to act out. But I think especially younger Japanese people in their 20s, you know, I see them kind of act out quite a bit if they're with their foreign friends, just because it's like, okay, we're in foreign time, like the rules don't, the, the general rules of society don't apply, you know, so I can just go buck wild. And so if y'all both going buck wild, like you're not really learning about Japanese society, you know, but, and that's why it's always for me, like, um, if I go out somewhere or like if I'm at a bar, which I don't really do that much anymore anyway, but like, um, if I do go out or something like that and younger Japanese people approach me and, and, and some of my older friends have done it as well who know what's up like I don't really scold young Japanese people uh, like you know I know some of my friends do like kind of like a little bit you know give not like not like a verbal smackdown but just like atmospheric smackdown it's kind of, it's kind of difficult to explain like like okay okay but what I'm saying is like you know you can like the the atmosphere you put out about yourself like you know young and sometimes like younger japanese people approach with like the atmosphere like the atmosphere that they might perceive foreign people to give off like and again we're talking kind of energy right now because energy and atmosphere is so important in japan um but so what would happen is like you know if you're hanging out drinking and typically for me young guys in their 20s are the main culprits of this like I don't, I don't really i try to avoid japanese dudes in their early 20s like the plague if i can possibly do it just because like you know ever, ever since i was like in after my mid-20s after i'd kind of been here for a little while i just kind of figured out like okay we're not really gonna mesh that much because i'm not trying to like act a damn fool with you you know um and generally that's what happens so young guys will approach you yo man what's up you know kind of like because i'm black too anyway and like so once my japanese got well enough to actually communicate you know some of my friends who have been even better at japanese than me will sometimes be like yo why are you coming at me like that what was up like you know why can't you just talk to me regular and like in japanese and like they were Oh fuck! Like you know, um, you know I don't take it that far personally, but I do kind of give off the atmosphere of like 
what you would see in everyday Japanese society. You know, so I'll greet the person like the standard Japanese person would greet them. I'm not gonna really be like, yo, what's up? Give you a pound or nothing like that. Um, you know, and what normally happens in those situations is the people are like, oh, 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 they're just like, whoa, and kind of overreact because they don't really, it, it doesn't really expect a foreign person to be able to greet them how they would typically be greeted. And it always it kind of throws them for a loop or a little bit. And then eventually they're just kind of like, oh, okay, okay, sorry. For the most part, like, you know, people just kind of like, oh, fuck, we fucked up. <laughs> and then just kind of like leave, you know. Um, that's kind of how I get people to, those type of people to leave me alone. I just like deal with them how a typical Japanese person would deal with them or how I would deal with a typical Japanese person. I don't really have to like feed into anything like that their their preconceived notion of how i'm gonna act and you know typically they just kind of like don't know what the fuck to do and, and, and fuck off but the people who know what's up i would say like that's not everyone because the people who know what's up they don't come at you like that like the people who who've been around foreign people or who know what's up they might they would just be like like a western person like yo what's up man like give you a head nod or, or something like that like you know you might start chopping it up you might give them a pound and then we just become cool like that you know um but it's kind of from from their approach it's easy to tell the people who the young people who have not hung around foreign people and the people who have hung around foreign people and if i can give some advice i would advise you to avoid the young japanese people who have not hung around foreign people because those are the people who are going to lead you astray and yeah they might be fun to hang around with i mean they might be good people they might be fun to hang out with they might be all that but you, but you have to be aware that you're learning subconsciously or consciously you're learning about japanese society from those people right and other japanese people are judging you um with that person as well right so you if you're new to japan you might not pick up on all the subtle things that other people are noticing about you and what they're saying or observing about you because you're having fun and chilling with your new friend fucking taka or whatever the fuck his name is i don't know like you know <laughs> but um but but that's what I see because I do it too. Like I look at the if you know I've been in the past I've, I've gone out and I'm like okay they don't know what the fuck is going on they don't know what the fuck they doing you know like the foreign person with the, with the Japanese person like you know like you can just see like act a damn fool not knowing the fuck is going on. And I'm not saying like I'm some kind of monk. I fucking get stupid my damn self when I go out like several times you know. But the, I'm always kind of keenly aware of. Japanese society and the rules and norms of Japanese society and that's something that I think that you that you need to learn when you when you come here and only hanging out with like young people in your age group you don't really get that so if you can mix it up hang out with some older people hang out with the older crowd you get like some a different flavor of Japan and that Japanese society and get put on some cool shit like like older people the most the majority of the cool shit that I learned about Japan older people have put me on I don't mean like senior citizens I mean if you in the, when I was in my 20s people in there like 30s and 40s and 50s put me on to some dope shit now I'm in my 30s same thing like 40s 30s 40s and 50s, like late 30s 40s and 50s are the people who um really put me on the dopeness like you know um not knocking anyone younger than me in their 20s you know because i still like <laughs> you know i can think of one person right now you know who um a student you know who i really enjoy talking with and it's hilarious but i just view them in a different light that like you haven't learned about japanese society yet and it's not like i'm the know-all end-all be-all of japanese society but I'm not gonna, you know, Japanese people are very understanding about, like, the naivete of young people, and, um, and, you know, so if someone in their 20s is like, okay, they're just young, or costumes, yeah, they're just young. Me, on the other hand, like, I don't get that, you know, I'm not gonna get that pass, and so, um, that's something to kind of be aware of, because, again, like, learning those just the past 15 20 minute rant like i've been on like learning all those cues you know can really 
several years later, like really coming up, can really help you when you need it. Or it can close doors in your face if you don't know what the fuck you're doing, right? And I'm not saying, I mean, knock on wood, like, I, I, again, I can get where I wanted to get um, with where I'm going, but, you know, if, fuck that, when, when I get there, um, you know, I know it'll be a large part thanks to what I've learned from the people, the Japanese people that I've met, the friends, mentors, ex-students, whatever you want to call them, um, you know, from from them, what I've been able to learn and soak up from them. It'll be from the vast, vast majority because of that. And the only reason why I've been able to establish those relationships is because I've kind of entered like those kind of circles of trust because I've kind of laid the groundwork and shown that I'm not a fucking jackass, basically. Okay, so that's about it for 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 that rant. I'm just gonna leave that there. Um, fuck, man, that was, that was pretty good. Like, uh, I'm pretty happy with that like i didn't even get into the main fucking topics for today shit like um so this might even you know i i've got the day off tomorrow i'm not fucking tired so we might go a little bit over 45 tonight mm. because um yeah we got uh a couple of articles i got two motherfucking articles for you and um both of them i think are quite again interesting and a bit indicative of, of japanese society um two different stories but for me the con the social concepts and context of them are quite similar or not similar kind of related in a bit or Mm, along the same vein, if you will. Um, so, yeah, I'm gonna get into those. Which one am I gonna do first? Um, I, I kind of just stuck with Japan Times just because I trust them to kind of not sensationalize shit. But, um, uh, okay, I'll, I'll, you know, the other one is a bit f- more fluff um, than the, the, yeah, I'll deal with this first one. The other one's like not as deep, I think. It's a bit more fluff and, 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 and shock not shock worthy but but whatever fuck it okay the first one something really really for me really interesting happened like a few days ago and you can see it uh if you go to again japan times and the article that i'm looking at is women tending to collapsed mayor told to stay out of sacred sumo ring one more time. Women tending to collapsed mayor told to stay out of sacred sumo ring. And again, that's a Japan Times article. So, um, yeah, a few days ago, I was just like flipping through the TV. Like I just randomly turned it on. Uh, I forgot what day it was, but a couple of days ago. And I saw this shit and it was, you know, again on Japanese TV. And I was like, what the fuck? But... There have been, in sumo in Japan, there have been, like, quite a few scandals and situations and shit going on. Like, I don't really keep, I'm going to, sorry, while I do this, I'm going to lie down a little bit vertically. So, if you see, if you hear the audio change, let me adjust this shit. I'm, like, in a reclining Buddha pose right now. Um, Because, fuck it, whatever. Tomorrow's my day off. I can do whatever the fuck I want. (laughs) But, anyway, um, yeah, so, like, uh... There's been a lot of sumo scandals and shit like that going on recently. I'm not even going to get into it. It's just way too much shit to, to talk about. But um, a really this incident that happened was really, really um, interesting. So just some background information. Um, you know, I like sumo, actually. You know, uh, I've been to, I think, one or two sumo matches myself um, way when I first got here. But, you know, if it comes on TV, I'm going to sit down and watch it. Like, it's just... I, you know, I think a cool sport, interesting sport, um, dominated by non-Japanese people, um, but uh, Mongolians got the shit on lock for the most part. I have had it on lock for like the, for the past like decade or so. But um, what's really interesting is what happened was there was an incident. I forgot what city. I didn't even read the article. I didn't read the article. Um, uh, Kyoto. So in Kyoto, I guess he was um, in in Kyoto. The mayor, a mayor of some city, for a sumo event. Oh fuck! What am I doing? I'm getting all fucked up. Okay, time out. Let me let me give you some background. That's what I wanted to do. 
important thing in sumo is the ring, the sumo ring. Historically, women are not allowed to enter the sumo ring, right? That's just, I don't know, from history, sumo's been around for fucking hundreds of years, you know, centuries, maybe. I don't know when it started, but, you know, it, it's the women are not allowed in the sumo ring. So what happened was um, the, the mayor, he's a 69-year-old dude, 66-year-old dude. Um, he was delivering some speech or something like that. There's a video. I don't think the whole video's attached to the article, but on TV they showed the video. He just, he collapsed. Like, it looked like he, I don't know what the fuck happened to him, but he collapsed um, in the middle of the ring, right? And, like... Normally, like, I've seen it happen as well. Like, in an emergency situation, Japanese people don't tend to go rushing into a situation like that. <laughs> like, like, I don't know if I, I don't know if I told you. I'm gonna go a side bar. Like, I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast, but like, a few months ago, I was on the train. And it was my first time. Maybe I did talk about it. If I, if I told the story before, like, fuck it, whatever. Um, but, like, yeah, I was on the train a few months ago. And I'm chilling. It's a crowded evening train. Yeah, I think I did tell this on the podcast. But whatever, I'll just review it again just quickly. And, like, you know, it's a story about the dude who collapsed on the train. And I thought he had, like, a heart attack or something. So, like, I'm, I'm like, ready to rush in. And I get my wallet out of my pocket, ready to shove it in his mouth in case, like, he's having a seizure or something like that. And, like, all the Japanese people just, like took a step back like we're like whoa we don't want no parts of these problems like <laughs> like you know and it was just like a bubble of people around this dude for like about a good like five or ten seconds like you know just watching him like on the floor and you know i mean i'm sure you you know like in that's like five or ten seconds but it feels like an eternity if you're in an emergency situation you know and for me i was just like a little bit away from him but like my first reaction when i noticed was like you know okay grab my wallet i'm ready to like push my way through the crowd if he just like i'm just like watching to see like is he really down is he having a seizure what's going on but like all the other people were like oh and like just one dude was kind of like just kind of half like touching him like you know like hey are you okay oh shit like not really getting too close like he was like made a dynamite or something like he's gonna fucking made a c4 and he's gonna explode if you like touch him or something you know um but, you know, um, I talked to my mother-in-law and some other Japanese people about it. And they're like, yeah, the Japanese people kind of do that. You know, they just don't want no problems with that. They don't want no, them type of problems. So, um, yeah, uh, the original video I saw, that's what the fuck was going on when this mayor collapsed. Like, everyone was just like, oh, and just like standing around looking like, yeah, he's down. Oh, shit. <laughs> Like, he's like an old dude in a suit. Like, it's just like, yo, <laughs> he ain't getting up, you know. <laughs> I mean, I hate to laugh about it, but I looked at He was, like, catatonic in the fucking ring. And, like, nobody's doing anything. So, a woman, basically, I guess, like, a few people started to be, like, slowly filter in. Um, like, like, oh, oh, like, slowly, you know, but... Um, a woman like stood up and then she, maybe she has like, you know, medical training or whatever. And she was just like, man, fuck it. So she, you know, when she saw nobody was doing anything, so she just like ran into the ring and, um, like, I guess started doing CPR on him. And then like two other women, um, like a little, there's some more people kind of, and that's what happens. Like once you see someone rushing in in Japan, then other people think it's, I assume it's okay to like go in. And so some other people start coming in to help, but she's like, the first woman's like, fuck y'all motherfuckers. I'm saving this motherfucker. Like she was like CPR in his ass. Like she was like on him, like, you know, which was really good. Um, cause again, like I would really be a little bit nervous if I was in like a real emergency situation, just around a bunch of regular Japanese people, because like from what I've seen in that video and what I saw like a few months ago, to be honest with you, I don't really have faith that people are going to go all out to like, you know, 
save my ass if I'm bleeding all over the place or like, you know, fucking having like a stroke or something like that. Like, I really don't like, I really think they'll be like, oh, fuck, looking around like, oh, we got to call someone an expert. Like, uh, you know, I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> I'll be on the ground like motherfucker come on give me some CPR like fuck <laughs> like you know I just have that feeling so um yeah like so in the video like you know she's just going at it and like a lot from what I saw like a lot of other people are just like hanging around just like you know looking doing busy work looking around like is everything okay and she's the only one that I see like really trying to save this motherfucker who knows what she's doing and then like two other women you see two other women um um like kind of uh start running towards the ring a little bit maybe they had a similar experience you know and they get into the ring and then the announcer Basically, that's what that's what the big concert. The announcer, basically, um, I guess I, I forgot exactly what he said in Japanese. But since they have in the quote, it's like uh, sacred is in the quote. They probably the announcer probably said like, "Please, women, get out of the sacred ring," you know, um, which is basically when they entered. The other two women entered the sumo ring. The announcer got on the microphone and basically was like, "No women are allowed in the ring." can y'all get the fuck out of there you know and you saw them because they were just like fuck what are we gonna do so originally like they were like oh shit you know and kind of snapped back into it and, 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 and like left they they went to run back again but then they were like man fuck it and and went back to help and then the guy's like come on get the fuck out of the ring y'all like yo this is some sacred shit like you know and um i guess they ignored him like it would thank goodness you know um but, you know, that was, like, the big thing where, you know, it's, again, you, hearing this, you might be like, that's fucked up, right? Which it is. You know, I'm not going to make any excuses for the announcer. But, again, it just, I don't, it doesn't really make me angry. And and when I heard people um, kind of surveyed and on the news and shit like that, like, um it, wait, wait, hold on a second. Hold on before I even do that. Let me let me check the video out again because there is a video on here. Let me see what the fuck happened. Um, it, the link to the Japan Times thing is um about three minutes, and yeah, you can see um the people are around. He's already on the ground at that point, but um yeah, some people are running up, and you can see like the woman. She's just like yo. I know what the fuck is going on, and she just put basically she just pushes her way through them and just like goes to town. It's like yo, like they're probably nurses, like you know, um, and and they just clearly know what they're doing. And the men in the ring are just like around them, you know, um, and yeah, yeah. And then the, when when two other women run up, that's when like. Uh, I guess the announcer, the police are there, but like I wouldn't really have that confident, that much confidence that the police are really equipped to deal with the emergency situation. And they, yeah, 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 until um, the police kind of come. And and but but the first, yeah, then the police officers are also doing CPR and stuff. But the first lady, man, like she, my my hats off to her. Like she really. Um, came in that thing like an OG and she knew exactly what the fuck needed to be done and she got you know got shit handled um so that's that that's kind of um it, it, you know the fact that the announcer let me go back to the announcer again I'm not really upset with the announcer I mean um it just kind of sh shows Japan the hi highlights Japan that the kind of inflexibility of japan that can be kind of a bit of an issue at times and you probably heard me allude to it before hey, hold on, let me get some water um <clears throat> one second uh, mm, mm. okay you kind of heard me allude to it in the past right where you know shit that just doesn't make sense kind of happens here but and this is i think a, a situation that really highlights that you know the guy, the announcer, 
you know, if it, just me living here, I could imagine. It's not like he was like, fuck y'all ladies, get the fuck out of our shit. He wasn't like that, but he only knows women aren't allowed in the sumo ring. That's all he can think of. He doesn't have the flexibility to think, wow, this is a fucked up emergency situation. Fuck the rules. We need to save this guy's life. He, he he can't really think outside the box in that way. So he or he couldn't think outside the box in that way. So all he could know is we I must protect the sacred fucking nature of this sumo ring and women are not allowed in there and women are in there. That's all I know. Get the fuck out of there. You know? Like and and that's kind of one of the uh pin, pain points if you will about life in japan that th- when when those kind of out of the out of the blue out of the box you gotta think for yourself think on your feet situations pop up the average people are not really equipped to deal with that because i, I why i would if i had to put my finger on it i would say because life here is so safe and so mundane that when those emergency type situations pop up People, it's people turn into like you know, kind of passive mode, like what, 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 what's going on, like trying to wrap their brains around what's going on. And some people kind of go back into what they know only, like you know, um, I haven't talked about this. It reminds me of another story which I haven't talked about. Um, well, I brought it up already, I might as well say it, like. Like, it reminds me of another story. Um, I'm not saying this to just police officers or anything like that, but, like, okay, okay. Like, I, I'm a, you can tell I'm a little bit um, uncomfortable talking about this story just because, like, when I saw it, like, I had mixed emotions about it, but I, I can get it, but I can't get it, you know? So, basically, okay. Um, it, again, I'm, I'm kind of done with that article. Again, you can you can research it um, if you want that, but it kind of will bounce me off into another topic, and I'll probably wrap up with that. The the next one, um, it's not really of that much importance. Trust me, it's really not that important. If um, if I forget to even bring it up in the next episode, like it's not a big deal. Don't even worry about it. Um, but yeah, I think this this is is more useful for you guys um the other shit is just more like gossip related shit um but um or bubblegum news related shit but 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 the story that i was thinking of and i was really thinking about whether i should bring it up with the um anniversary of the um tohoku earthquake episode i did a few weeks ago but i didn't just because i didn't think it was appropriate but um what happened was i was watching like a special excuse me, about um, a police officer, about some people who died during the um, during the tsunami. And one story made me be like, what the fuck? Like, so basically, um, it was a police officer. And I think if I remember correctly, you know, they had evacuated everyone already or people were kind of evacuating leaving whatever the fuck you know sirens going off everything's gone and what happened was there was this one police officer who chose not to abandon his post right and so um he basically was the only one who stayed at his little police box station um until the tsunami came and he died, basically. You know, he he kind of, like, samurai culture decided, I'm not leaving my job, my post, you know. I mean, he had, like, a wife and a kid, and you know, but um, I, he wasn't doing it to save people. Like, he wasn't, didn't, like, and this is, this is where a little bit I got to be respectful for the guy because he's dead. Um, and, you know, you have to respect his decisions of how he chose to live and how he chose to die. Um but I was just kind of like, yo, like if for me, if he, you know, again, Western perspective, if he was dying in the line of duty to save people, if he said, you know, I'm going to go back 
because I know there's some, you know, little kids stuck in like a school or something and I'm going to like get them, you know, cool. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I got you. But because I understand, I can understand like it's his duty and that's his post. And he didn't want to abandon his post. And he thought it was his duty to protect his post until the end. You know, that's what he did. And I mean, I'm sure you you can be the judge of yourself. Again, I'm not sure if I'm giving all the details of the story. Again, I saw this news special like about two years ago. Um, So, of course, all the details aren't aren't fresh in my mind. But that part really stuck out out to me. I was just like, wow, that's really Japanese. Because, um, you know... you know what I'm saying? I'm sure you, you can you can feel me if you understand what I'm saying. Like, I'm sure some Japanese people feel the same way. And you know, his wife was like, "Yeah, he was stupid, but he had his pride." And you know, of course, you got to you got respect him for having that much pride in his job and what he does to stick to his guns until the end. Um, I just wouldn't be the one doing that. You know, like, I'm sorry. If there was, like, an old lady struggling down the street or something like that, like, and I'm a cop, like, or just being me, like, yeah, I probably would. Or if someone called and said, I'm on my way, I need your help, like, yes. But just to be there protecting that police station, I just don't get it. And I think it's the two events are kind of, might seem like they're not really connected on the surface, but that same way of thinking is, in my opinion, is the same thing that motivated the announcer to tell the women to get off out of the sacred sumo rink, even though someone's like basically damn near dying right in front of them, and it seems like they're the only ones equipped to really save him. If you look at the video, it's clear like the women are the, are the only ones who are really equipped to save him in the beginning of that motherfucker. Similar thing is what, in my opinion, would have motivated um, that police officer to um, stay in his police you know police box like until like the bitter end so um i don't know like i'm not here to judge it you know i mean well in the case of the fucking hey okay yeah no i'm not really gonna judge the sumo announcer guy because it's just more like that's all you know you know um i wish you could think out the box i could wish he could have thought out the box a little bit more you know but it's just a little bit disappointing if you will um i'm not really outraged by it just because like especially sumo is such a traditional sport i'm not definitely not making excuses for it and hopefully that incident kind of highlights some things that need to be changed in the future not necessarily i mean i I don't know fuck i don't know it's not my culture anyway like you know i'm not here to say well they should allow women in the fucking thing and uh, nah i'm not going even like poke my nose in the issue that much but it is, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Police officer, same thing. It's his life. He chose to do with it what he wanted to. You know, I hope some good came and will come out of it. You know, um, I just can't see what would have. You know, that's all. And if I were in those shoes, if I were in those same shoes, I think I would have acted differently. That's all. But um, and that's why that story always kind of stuck in my head. It's kind of like, oh. That's kind of a little bit less in, in Japanese mentality, not to generalize all Japanese people, but the way some people see their duty or see, you know, act in those type of like out of the box situations. Again, meaning that they um, instead of kind of thinking outside the box or creatively on how to kind of get around or solve the situation, it tend to kind of like shrink back into what they know and kind of fall back on that as like their fail safe of how to like deal with the situation. So that's pretty much it. Ooh, whoa, we got 56 minutes. Yeah, so we almost to an hour plus the intro will be about an hour. Um, I think I went strong this podcast, y'all. Um, tell me what you think in the comments. Um, give me some hearts. Give me some likes. Give me some um, stars and bars, whatever the fuck, wherever you're, you know, consuming this. Please let me know. Um, it would be much appreciated. Again, at this point, I, don't, I haven't even checked Twitter, like, um, just because 
it's no i'm not uploading anything on twitter again like i'm not really promoting this i'm not doing anything for this beyond um my little one instagram post so the small group of y'all um that are enjoying hopefully enjoying this podcast getting some benefit out of it um much appreciate y'all for listening um you know i'm definitely doing this for y'all um uh, I'm, I'm, you know, there. Yeah, I'm a fucking podcaster. Like, it's just crazy. <laughs> and again, Sub Negro, thanks for for making me um take the lunge, the the plunge into it. I really am enjoying this. Um, and yeah, of course, I'm gonna keep coming up with these hits. Keep letting y'all know what's coming up in and around Tokyo each and every week. At some point, I gotta get an outro going for this thing too. But I'm just not doing it tonight. So. Um, maybe I'll upload this tonight or I don't know. I might just go to bed early because tomorrow's going to be a pretty interesting day. But, um, yeah, I hope you like this again. Please tell me what you think. I feel good about the information I gave this time. So, um, until we meet again, y'all, I'm out of here later. <laughs>